It's the HBCU Report with Bob Calloway.
This is the HBCU Report for Friday. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Friday, May 22nd, 2020. Rob Calloway hanging out with you guys. Thank you for tuning in, however you may be listening. Be sure to follow us, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HBCU Report. Also, remember when we're not here, we're there. There is SportsNewsAndBrews.com, your official source for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here on a Friday afternoon. Can you believe it? The fastest 45 minutes in radio happens right now. Right now. Why are we here? Well, here's the deal. You know, uh, of course, for those of you not familiar with the HBCU report, we're usually here Tuesday and Thursday night at 7 o'clock and Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. But uh, we had a what I consider to be a, a big interview for this show uh, Mo Williams, the head basketball coach, the new head basketball coach of uh, the Alabama State University uh, men's Hornets basketball program, um, you know, has been gracious enough to to bless the HBCU report with his presence today. And so, you know, got to take advantage of that. And so why do a show? Why do a show on Thursday night when we could just do it today? Get it over with this. Boy, this is the good part about being the boss. If I, don't decide, if I decide I don't want to work on Thursday night, I can work Friday if I decide to. But anyway, nonetheless, I got a good one lined up for you. As I mentioned, uh, Mo Williams uh, was named uh, the head basketball coach of the Alabama State University Men's Hornets last week. Uh, we've been talking about it since. And so I'm uh, very excited uh, to be able to get him on the line uh, and on the show today. Um, we open up the show with uh, some sad news. Of course, uh, we've all been talking, the sports world, sports fans everywhere have been talking about the last dance. Well, a person that was uh, a, a very, very important part of the last dance, uh, the last few episodes, the last two episodes, when you talk about the Utah Jazz uh, and their longtime head coach, Jerry Sloan, uh, passed away at some point this morning, I'm guessing, at, at the age of 78. Uh, he had been suffering from Parkinson's disease as well as uh, Louis body dementia, uh, which he had revealed um, he had been diagnosed with back in April of 2016. And, uh, you know, not to put a damper on things, but, you know, I know all about that uh, Louis body dementia and the Parkinson's. My grandma uh, was actually diagnosed with the dementia first. And then years later, you know, as dementia w- was just kicking her butt, then the Parkinson's set in and it, it did a real number on her. And so, um, man, uh, my condolences go out to uh, the Sloan family as well as uh, the entire Utah Jazz organization, man. Jerry Sloan, definitely uh, a class act when you talk about uh, coaches. Man, unbelievable. This is the HBCU Report. Uh, Rob Calloway hanging out with you Friday afternoon. No, ladies and gentlemen, it is not a mistake. We are hanging out with you uh, Friday afternoon. Uh, What else do we have going on? Oh, you know what? I meant to mention this to uh, you guys that listen to us on a regular basis. And for those of you just tuning in for the very first time uh, that haven't heard, uh, the Honda Battle of the Bands, the Honda Battle of the Bands scheduled for 2021 right here in Atlanta has been canceled. Thanks to COVID-19. COVID-19 is just wreaking havoc on um, on everything. But uh, Honda released a statement on the 19th uh, saying that uh, due to the unprecedented impact of COVID-19, uh, they've made the difficult decision to cancel the 2021 Honda Battle of the Bands. Um, now, here's the thing. Um, they canceled it two years ago as well. Last year, well, actually this year, this January was the first year back. They canceled it 
2019 because of um, the Atlanta Falcons hosting the Super Bowl. And so here we go, another year of cancellation. But I'm, I just got to be very honest. Maybe this will give all the bands an opportunity to really refine themselves and really uh, re- reestablish what they should be doing at the Honda. Because, man, I'm telling you, I've seen some of the highest and some of the lowest performances in my entire band career at the Honda Battle of the Bands, which is supposed to be the culmination of everything uh, that you guys have been working on for the entire season. And so, you know, not sure, um, you know, not sure what's going on with some of some of those bands that I've been seeing. But, you know, I love the Honda. I love bands. And, uh, you know, I'm always partial. Swack band, swack band rules. You know, only band that I'm partial to outside of the swack would be Florida A&M. Shouts out uh, to Florida A&M, Dr. Shelby Chipman. Shouts out, you know, got to do that. Um, but, yeah, man, Honda Battle of the Band's not going to be here. But, you know, it, it, the one thing about a band event, and this is why I'm kind of disappointed is because if nothing else, a band event is something that you really can do without fans in the stands. You could do that. I mean, you can't social distance each band member. Well, I guess you could as big as the stadium is. Um, and, and I guess that would be the problem. Or I mean, you could every other seat it. But the Honda Battle of the Bands, because, you know, you could stream it. We could watch it. You know, we just want to see the bands. We don't necessarily have to be there. That's the great part about, you know, the band thing. We just want good camera angles. So there's that. There's that. All right. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway uh, commemorating, celebrating the year 1997. And speaking of which, really quick, a couple of weeks ago, we started something. And I said then I wasn't sure how much time I was going to have, if I was going to be able to do it. And I have not. So it has been a failure. I can't lie. You know, some of you all know that you have been emailing me, asking me to possibly do a countdown or a mix where we actually spotlight the music that we play during the show. And and so I tried to do, do the countdown. The first installment was really, really hot. It went over really, really well. But time has become an issue for me getting that part done. And so uh, what I've done is I've enlisted one of my favorite guys, one of my favorite DJs, uh, DJ Mist. He was my DJ when I was doing doing my thing in Augusta and up in South Carolina. And this boy is hot. He's uh, out in uh, Texas now. And so, um, you know, he'll be providing what we're going to be calling the halftime mix on Saturday morning, where then we'll be able to spotlight, highlight all of that music from 1997, the songs that we play during the show and the songs that, you know, we don't necessarily have time to be able to fit into the show. So that's what's happening starting tomorrow morning at nine o'clock. Also tomorrow morning at nine o'clock. Before I forget, Lavelle Moton, the head basketball coach of the North Carolina Central University Eagles going to join the show. Can't wait for that. Uh, Definitely a class act. I mean, this dude is I won't I won't even call him one of the who's who in coaching in North Carolina. He is the who's who of coaching in North Carolina. So that happens tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. via xsquadradio.com. So make sure uh, that you make a note of that. All right. 
And, of course, coming up on the other side, uh, we will be joined by the first-year head coach, the newly hired head coach of the Alabama State University Hornets men's basketball program, Mo Williams. But before we do all of that, we got to take a look back at 1997. After being exiled from the company he started on September 16, 1997, Apple Computer Incorporated named co-founder Steve Jobs interim CEO And the rest, as they say, is history. You know, no Steve Jobs, no iPhone. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, in music, Uptown Saturday Night, the studio debut album by Camp Lowe was released on January 28th of 1997 on Profile Records and Life After Death. The second and final studio album by the Notorious B.I.G. was released March 27th of 97 on Bad Boy Records. And speaking of Biggie, he had a birthday this week. Yesterday, matter of fact, he would have been 48 years young. Unbelievable. At the box office, July 28th, Nothing to Lose, starring Martin Lawrence and Tim Robbins, was released. And September 26th, Soul Food, produced by Kenneth Babyface. Y'all know him, Babyface. And Tracy Edmonds, starring Nia Long, Vivica Fox, and Makai Pfeiffer, hit theaters. And in sports, it was April 25th. Man, I'm missing baseball right now. April 25th of 1997, Seattle Mariners' Ken Griffey Jr. hit his 250th career home run. Man, we supposed to be knee-deep into baseball right now. Oh, man, I made myself sad. I just made made myself sad. I miss baseball. I do. No, I'm playing, man. I do. I miss baseball. I can't wait for baseball to come back. Jesus Christ. Lord have mercy. All right, so... Uh, that is a look back at 1997. Uh, don't forget to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HBCU Report. When we're not here, we're there. There is sportsnewsandbrews.com, your official source for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. Coming up, second segment, Mo Williams, or as Bill Walton would say, Mo Williams. <laughs> the head coach, the newly hired head coach of the Alabama State University Men's Hornets. That's next right here on the HBCU Report. Open calendar. What's my schedule looking like? Next Thursday, you will be caught in an emergency flash flood between Park and First Street. What? No, no, that, that doesn't work. I'm, I'm busy then. Decline. De- decline. Floods don't exactly work around your schedule. Disasters don't plan ahead. But you can. It starts with talking to your loved ones about making an emergency plan. So don't wait. Communicate. Visit gema.ga.gov. Brought to you by GEM, HSA, Ready Georgia, FEMA, and the Ad Council. If you missed the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway, here's what you missed. Rob Calloway tapping it up with Doug Stewart. Black folk, man, we suffer from a, a disease called lack of insurance. Like, but we don't <laughs> ever have insurance, but we got to start a GoFundMe. We got to get a right. PayPal. We, we got to get all right. this stuff going. So first of all, why is it important to make sure that you have some type of life coverage? Like other communities, man, they look long term. You know, we're very short-sighted in the way we view life. But imagine if you, you know, turned 21 and you had $300,000 waiting for you in a life insurance that you could use to put down on a house or start a business. You know, so a lot of times we just start out behind the eight ball in our community because we don't use life insurance as a tool to build financial wealth. HBCU sports fans who finally have a voice. This is the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway. Yes. Tony, Tony, Tony. And DJ Quick. <laughs> you didn't think we could flip it on your ass, huh? 
something for the dance floor. In a real way. It's going down like this forever. And a day. Now what you hear is not a drag Cause Mr. DJ Quick got a brand new bag But first I got a bang bang A boogie for the movie to the rhythm of the getaway streets Check it out now You trying to give me some 8-ball but no way I'd rather have a mimosa with Cristal and OJ Yeah, just a little something bubbly and tingly To have me walking around naked But wait a sec The function's on Around midnight What time is it? Are you At the nursery, so you can slow on the anniversary. Feel me? I dip, dip, die. So don't be looking stupid when I unfasten your bra. You know you wanna mack this because I come stronger than the IRS whenever you done got the link one on your tag. Featuring DJ Quick, let's get down right here on the HBCU Report as we continue our celebration, our commemoration of the year 1997. Don't forget to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HBCU Report. Also, when we're not here, we're there. There is sportsnewsandbrews.com, your official source for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. We've been talking about it since last week, since the announcement was made that there was a new hit basketball coach at the Alabama State University over on South Jackson Street, Montgomery, Alabama. And I had the opportunity of participating in the virtual press conference earlier this week in which uh, he did a phenomenal job. And so, I, he, you know, he did us a favor. He decided that he'd join us right here on the HBCU Report. And so making his first appearance on the show is NBA All-Star, 
world champion with the Cleveland Cavaliers, and now the head basketball coach of the men's Hornets of Alabama State University. I'm talking about my guy, Coach Mo Williams. Coach Mo, welcome to the HBCU Report. Hey, I'm happy to be here, man. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. So, uh, first of all, I got to ask this, man. You know, in an era where we see uh, former players uh, doing things like, um, you know, play-by-play or outside business interest, uh, what was it that, that was so attractive to coaching to you? Well, I like I said, I, I'll answer that question a little lently just to give you some clarity. Um my third year in the NBA in 2005, I took a team, volunteered, took a 14-year-old AAU team, and we went to Orlando. We went, you know, out of state. We played. We traveled. And I coached them all summer. Didn't do anything else. Didn't take any vacations. I mean, it was just locked in the coaching. And by the time it was over, it was time for me to get ready to go back to camp. When that concluded... I knew I wanted to coach. I had the bug. And then three years after that, I started my own program, youth program, which I, and I was still currently playing. This was back in 2009. And I started that program. And what I did was I had kids from as young as eight years old all the way through high school. And I did that for about seven, eight years while I was still playing up until I retired. And with that being said, I had over 50 kids signed Division One scholarships, and I have seven guys that's in the NBA today. Um, so with that being said, that, that carried over into my next endeavor, which was getting on a D1 level. With the last two years I was here at Cal State Northridge with my former coach at the University of Alabama, Mark Godfrey. And, you know, the whole goal was to be in this position, position that we are today. So that's the goal I set. Um, so being a coach just didn't happen when I retired trying to figure out what I wanted to do. It was something that, that I had set in, set in, put in the universe back in 2005. Absolutely. Now, you know, when you look back, in addition to uh, Coach Gottfried, who you mentioned was your coach at, at Alabama, who were some of the other coaches that were very instrumental in, in you wanting to make this move? Jerry Sloan, Mike Brown, Terry Stotts, Steve Clifford, Avery Johnson, I mean, I can name um, um, countless people that in, in my corner, someone I can call, someone that we have a personal relationship with that's been here, done that. Um, so getting into this world is not foreign to me. Um, I've learned a lot, you know, over the last two years, what a D1 program should look like and how it should run. Um, so I've done, I've done my my research on getting it getting it out the mud. I use that, that, that phrase all the time, getting it out the mud, meaning starting from the bottom. I didn't want to use my celebrity per se to say, hey, I just retired. I want to go be a head coach. Now, I don't have any experience in a D1 level. I wanted to go somewhere where I can learn the ins and outs. On the court, is easy. I know how to coach. I know how to develop, but it's a lot more entails when you're a head coach. So I want to be prepared for that opportunity also. So from a, a culture standpoint, you know, uh, I know you haven't seen the guys yet, but once you get the guys in, I mean, what is it that you that you know you're going to have to do in order to be able to change the culture per se? Laying the foundation down on how I operate, how my staff operate. 
um, th- that's the culture, you know, and it starts with that. And culture is no different from foundation. Same definition for me. Um, setting a foundation and obviously creating an identity, who we are, who we are. If someone say Alabama State, they're going to have something to say of who we are as a team. Um, teams that don't have an identity usually not pretty good. Um, so you want to definitely um, um, develop a culture, develop who you are, develop who you recruit, uh, who you attract. Um, that, that, that's important. And, and obviously the most important thing, and I echo this with everybody I talk to, is getting these kids graduated uh, because at the end of the day, every kid that step on any campus, I don't care what league they're in, they think they're going to going to be a pro basketball player. Um, the reality of that is that's not probably going to happen to every single player. Um, I was on a really, really good basketball team at the University of Alabama. Uh, we won the SEC my freshman year. We was number one in the country my sophomore year. I ended up leaving going to the draft. The, the, the remaining team that, that was there when I left went to the Elite Eight the following year. Now, take those three years, for example. I'm the only player on all those three teams in those three years that made it to the NBA. Mm. And every player there felt like they can go to the NBA. Now, granted, we had some players on that team went overseas and had great careers. Erwin Dudley, Kennedy Winston, you know, you name it. But at the same time, you look at a guy, just use an example, that came after me, a guy like Ron Steele, you know, um, really, really good, really talented. But you know what? He got his degree at, at, and he's doing well. You know, Antoine Petway, you know what? He had a really good career at Alabama. But you know what happened to him? He got into coaching and didn't play basketball after his eligibility was up. And he couldn't do that without a degree. And so a degree is important for these kids for life after basketball because you never know when that day will come when you need to use your degree to get farther in life. So that's a, that's, that's a really a uh, priority for me to get these kids to understand um, the landscape of life, um, just teaching them life lessons through basketball. And that's what basketball does for, for people. It, it did it for me. Um, it teaches you life lessons. It teaches you discipline. It teaches you how to organize, um, how to set your priorities where you need it to be. You know, all those things uh, cultivated me into the person that I am today. It, it created a uh, a stability work ethic because I had a goal. I had something that I wanted to obtain. Um, so, with those things, with those things said, man, it's the, the academic side of it is important. And I'll let uh, end with this. I and I told I, I've told my kids this already. I said, listen, I couldn't be in front of you guys being named your head coach if I didn't have my degree. I didn't have my degree. I left school early and ended up going back to get my degree. But you know what? I had to pay for it. Right. You're in a position where you know what? School is free. You you got an opportunity to get a free education. Free education. Take advantage of it. And if you don't get your degree. With all the resources we're going to put in front of you, shame on you. That's your fault. Nobody else's. Absolutely, absolutely. Got to ask you this, Coach. Um, how did how did uh, Jennifer Lynn Williams sell you on this job, man? She didn't have to sell me. I was excited about it. I was intrigued about it. Um, you know, I, I would I would do you one better. I had to sell them on <laughs> them making the right decision. You know, um, there was a lot of guys. 
um, from my knowledge, hearing about it after the fact. So a lot of guys that had a lot more experience than me that applied for this job. Um, for them to have the confidence in me to know that I can do a great job, that spoke volumes. And, and, and that motiva- motivated me even more because, you know, my personality is proving people wrong. I've done that all my life. Um, I've always been an undersized guy. Uh, I never jumped out the gym. Um, obviously, I was talented, but I won the guy that you look at and say, oh, man, he's one of the best players in the world. There's no way he's not going to be successful. But I had to, like my phrase say, I had to get it out the mud. I had to doubt, prove doubters wrong. I had to get in a situation where I had to keep my head down and, and, and understand what was in front of me. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway hanging out with you on the line right now with Mo Williams, head basketball coach of the Alabama State University men's basketball program. How's so, Coach? You know, here recently got a big commit, Trace Young. Uh, was that something that was was already in the works, or is that something that you had your hand in? Well, I, I don't want to comment um, much on him. Uh, as soon as he signed, uh, listen, you, we, we can talk in depth about it about the whole process and everything, but he, he's not signed yet. And, you know, I don't want to comment on it. You know, it's just all kind of NCAA violations mm-hmm. around here. So I don't want to do anything to get him in trouble or the university. So I'm just state that first, but I would say with the commit, I mean, um, obviously, uh, you know, we're excited about the commitment. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now talking about the NCAA, we found out this week, that we will be receiving, Bama State, that is, be receiving a postseason ban for the 2020-2021 season. Uh, I know that the, the low APR and all of that happened prior to your arrival, uh, but do you have any thoughts on it? Well, what I would say on that, too, because obviously that happened before me. Right. I don't know the details, um, um, but what I would say, um, what I do understand of it, is, you know, we, we still can compete for a regular season championship. We play all our games except for the tournament. And and that's something to build on. So our, our goal is we still can win a championship and we still can have those rings on our fingers. So that's our goal. That's what we're shooting for next year. And then obviously the, the following year we're going to be free and clear, ready to go to work. Absolutely. He is Mo Williams, head basketball coach of the Alabama State University men's basketball team. Coach Mo, thank you so much for checking in with us on the HBCU Report. And uh, we look forward to seeing these Hornets when they take the court. (laughs) Thank you, man. I want to leave you with this. Go Hornets. Hey, always a great time to be a Hornet. Coach Mo Williams, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Coach. Thank you. All right, great stuff right there. We got us a coach, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. With a little star power. Just a little. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway hanging out with you guys. Make sure you follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HBCU Report. And remember, when we're not here, we're there. There is sportsnewsandbrews.com, your official source for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. Coming up on the other side, the third and final segment. We're going to put a bow on this thing, and then we're out of here. This is the HBCU Report. Hey, hon, what you doing with your phone? Taking pictures? No, I'm asking questions. Like what? Hey, Bobo, do flowers have best friends? I'm sorry, I'm afraid I don't know that. Hey, follow me. I want to show you something. Look, flowers do have best friends. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. 
Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. If you missed the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway, here's what you missed. On the line right now with the Damon Wilson head football coach of the Bowie State University Bulldogs talking Rooney Rule. It seemed kind of crazy a little. I mean, like, hey, if you hire this coach, then we'll sweeten the pot for you. Like, what are your thoughts? From from my understanding uh, and what I've read thus far, I really don't like the, the new proposal right now uh, because I think it takes away the actual merit of that guy being a good quality coach. You know, and, and I don't think that's the way we want to go uh, with regards to improving the hiring of minority coaches. I think there are enough good quality minority coaches out here that should they deserve an opportunity. And I don't think you have to put an incentive in place uh, for the uh, higher ups to give that opportunity to those uh, minority coaches. HBCU sports fans, you finally have a voice. This is the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway. You ready, Mace? Party people in the place to be. Uh-huh. It's about that time for us to. Yeah, what you know about going out? Head west, red legs, TVs all up in the headrest. Try and live it up, rock jewel, bigger truck, peace all glittered up. Stick up kid, nigga, what? Jig with a cut, sip crisp, spit it up. Hose rock, get your nut till I can't get it up. I'm a big man, get this man room. I done hit everything from Cancun to Grand Tomb. Why you stand on the wall, hand on your balls, lighting up drugs, always fighting in the club. I'm the reason they made the dress code to figure out what and why when I'm in my fresh clothes. Dresses, I suppose, from my neck to my toes. Neck full of gold, baguettes in my rose, wreck shows, collect those extra O's. By the heat, get a key to the Lex to hold. East, West, every state, come on, bury the hate. Millions, the only thing we in the heavy to make. Whether from the ex friend, intellects or bins, let's begin. Bring this BS to an end. Come on. Bad, 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 bad boy. Yeah. You make me feel so good. Bad you boy. make me feel so good. Yeah. You know you make me feel so good. That's what we do. Bad, 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 bad Come on. boy. I wouldn't change you if I could. I wouldn't change you if I could. I wouldn't change you if I could. Uh-uh. Can't understand, we be Rod Kiki, sipping DP to the TV, look pretty. Uh-huh. Little kids see me way out in DC with a Z3 chrome BBs. They wanna be me. Niggas talking shit, they ought to quit. Unfortunate, they don't see a fourth what I get. And those be the same ones walking while I whip. Just started seeing cars cause they auction it. So while you daydream, Mama City Gleam, and I deal with hoes that pose in Maybelline. One time you had it all, I ain't mad at y'all, uh-huh. now give me the catalog. I show y'all daddy ball. Six cars and power to five big stars. Sit up, see. Yo staff smoking on cigars, uh-huh. nigga. It's like y'all be talking funny. I don't understand language of people with short money. Come on now. Bad, 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 bad boy. Yeah. You make me feel so good. Come on. You, know you make me feel so good. You know you make me feel so good. That's what we do. Bad, 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 bad yeah. boy. I wouldn't change you if I could. I wouldn't change you if I could. Come on. I wouldn't change you if I could. Yeah. Dumay's got the ladies. Yeah, yeah. Do puff drive Mercedes. Yeah, yeah. Take hits from the 80s, yeah, yeah. but do it sound so crazy? Yeah, yeah. With me personally, it's nothing personal. I do a work for me, you do a work for you. And I dress with what I was blessed with. Never been arrested for nothing domestic. And I chill the way you met me. With a jet ski, a tattoo, a SC. Smoke my Nestle. No mad rap, ass cat, where my check be? Problem with y'all, I said directly. Went from hard to sweet, start to eat. From no holy shows to menage sweet. Now I be the cat that be hard to meet. Getting head from girls that used to hardly speak. Come on. (laughs) Man, I'm telling you, 97 belonged to Bad Boy. 97 was all about the shiny suits, man. It was all about the shiny suits. Know that. Know that. (laughs) Classic mace right there. 
Diddy dancing all up in the video. <laughs> HBCU Report, Rob Calloway hanging out with you guys Friday afternoon. Thank you for tuning in to the fastest 45 minutes in radio. Yeah, man. I mean, it comes and goes quick, quick. Third and final segment underway. Uh, big shouts out to Mo Williams, uh, head basketball coach of the Alabama State University Hornets men's basketball program for uh, checking in with us in the last segment. Man, we have uh, so much going on right here on the HBCU Report. Uh, coming up tomorrow, uh, we'll be back at 9 a.m. via xsquadradio.com. And I uh, will be joined by uh, another great HBCU basketball coach, really one of the, the, the better coaches in all of NCAA basketball. And we're really going to talk about it. Uh, Lavelle Moten, the head basketball coach of uh, North Carolina Central University, going to check in with the show uh, tomorrow uh, at 9 o'clock via xsquadradio.com. So make sure uh, that you tune in for that. And then Tuesday night, uh, we're scheduled to talk with Cleo Hill Jr., who is the head basketball coach of the Winston-Salem State University Rams. And then next Thursday, Ryan Ritter, the head basketball coach of the Bethune-Cookman University Wildcats, going to check in with the show. And so, you know, we're working hard, man, working hard for, for you and yours. I can't even lie, man. God bless uh, the pandemic, the, co- the COVID-19 pandemic. That thing has allowed me to be able to really, really, really flourish over these past uh, seven, eight weeks, you know, uh, being able to, you know, just be so flexible and, and creative with what we're doing right here on the HBCU report. And so shouts out to everyone uh, that has become a creative or actually found their creative juices once again, thanks to uh, COVID-19. You know, I'm seeing my boys, uh, Maceo and Emmanuel doing their thing uh, uh, via IG Live. I'm seeing, you know, a lot of people find, you know, finding their footing with whatever medium it is uh, that they're interested in. And so big shouts out uh, to everybody. And of course, uh, Versus is huge. Uh, matter of fact, uh, coming up on Saturday, we have uh, Beanie Man and a Bounty Killer coming up for all you reggae lovers. And then Monday night, for all you R&B lovers and for my ATLians, we've got a great one coming up Monday night on Versus. 112 versus Jagged Edge. Where the party at? Peaches and cream. <laughs> hey, it's going to be awesome, man. I can't wait uh, for Monday night. Now, you know, here's the thing. I got to be very honest with y'all. I'm not a real big reggae fan. You know, so I'm not, I just be honest. I'm not going to tune in. I'm not discouraging anybody from tuning in, but you know what I'm saying? If reggae is your flavor, then that's what it is. If reggae is not your flavor, then hey, you're in the boat with me. You know, I can always find something else to do. And I can just imagine the way that the Wi-Fi is going to cut up for these dudes. Now, if we thought, if we thought that uh, Nelly and Teddy Riley was having issues, I can only imagine. <laughs> I know I'm wrong. It depends on where they are. It dep- I mean, that's the thing. Wi-Fi works differently wherever you are. So, you know, if they're at home, you know, I don't know if they live in the United States, but if, if they do, it might work good. But if they don't, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And, 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 and while we're talking verses, let's not act like the um, three, six mafia and bone thugs and harmony thing didn't happen. Let's not act like, well, it didn't happen, but let's not act like we for, we forgot Versus, What's up? Swiss Beats, Timberland. What's up? I remember DJ Paul was there. 
What happened with that? Nobody ever said anything or did I miss what the explanation was or did not did, did anyone not care? Because I wanted to see it. I wanted to see it. But anyway, HBCU Report, Rob Calloway hanging out with you guys Friday afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. I know it's kind of weird. You know, for those of you that listen to the HBCU Report on a regular basis, we're usually Tuesday and Thursday night at 7 o'clock and Saturday morning at 9 uh, but once I had the opportunity to be able to chop it up with Mo Williams, I was like, you know what? Yeah, screw it. We're going to do it Friday morning or Friday afternoon as early as possible. You know, I got a whole lot of other things going on right now. But, you know, we had to make sure that we made time to uh, get this on. And big shouts out um, to HBCUsports.com. Um, Ken Rashad does a great job uh, with the website. And as I was perusing today, because, you know, I'm a peruser. That's what I do. Uh, as I was perusing, um, you know, my favorite websites, you know, I go to Ken's website and ESPNU is having HBCU day tomorrow. So please make a note of that. All my HBCU fans out there, sports fans, please make a note of that. Tomorrow on ESPNU, it is officially HBCU day. And so they're going to kick it off. What do we got? They're going to kick it off with uh, some women's volleyball at 1230, 2 o'clock. And then at 4 o'clock, we're going to get some MEAC college basketball action, North Carolina a North Carolina Central. Um, then we have Florida A&M and South Carolina State uh, football action from 2019. And then we've got some 2019 SWAC football action between Alcorn and Grambling. So uh, big shouts out to ESPNU. Maybe one day. Somebody will finally listen to me and just give us a damn network. Why doesn't the HBCU, uh, why don't HBCU sports have a network? Jesus Christ, ESPN. If you have the the entire, you know, library and you have all of the access to every team, I do not understand, for God's sake, why we can't get ESPN, HBCU. Just something, man. I mean, just come on, man. I know y'all feel me out there. I know y'all feel me. Unbelievable. But hey, salute ESPN HBCU day tomorrow on ESPNU. Please, please, please don't forget about that. Uh, a couple other things uh, that we've talked about on the show. Uh, Florida A&M has been uh, a hot topic, always a hot topic during the offseason, especially with the uh, with the moves coming up with North Carolina A&T moving at the top of the year 2021 moving over to uh, the Big South, and that'll be one more school gone from the MEAC. And so uh, there were rumors that Florida A&M was looking at possibly going to the SWAC, but in order to go to the SWAC, they needed a partner. Uh, from everything that I was hearing, it was either going to be Tennessee State or Albany State going to partner with FAM and make the move to the SWAC, which would have been awesome in my opinion. Uh, but, you know, rumors, rumors, rumors. So uh, shouts out to Stephen Gaither and the crew over at HBCUGameDay.com. You know, Stephen went straight to the source. Went straight to the source. Now, I mean, sometimes that's what you have to do. Go go directly to the source in order to be able to get uh, a real answer. And so uh, Courtney Gosha, uh, the vice president and director of athletics at FAMU, um, basically said that, no, it's not happening. We're totally focused on competing in the MEAC in 2020. But that doesn't say anything after 2021. <laughs> so there's that you know as crazy as it is with fam you being in florida and i know the whole way that the MEAC is shaped 
But for FAMU to be in the SWAC and, and possibly take a Tennessee state or an Albany state, which is right there, man, that would be dynamic. And in my opinion, I think what would end up happening with the MEAC and the CIAA is that they they would ultimately form a super conference. Something like that. You know, something's going to have to happen. I mean, the MEAC, I mean, you got teams that, you know, schools that are in financial uh, straits. I mean, they're whew, having hella financial issues and, and competing at, at the, the FCS level um, can be quite expensive. You know, so there are some that I'm sure will step down over the next year or so. And, uh, you know, the chips will fall as they may. So there's that. All hearts and minds clear, ladies and gentlemen. Huh? Everybody good? Well, if all hearts and minds are clear, that'll about do it for this edition. The Friday afternoon edition. How about that? Of the HBCU Report. I'd like to thank you guys for uh, tuning in to the show. Because, of course, without you, there would be no HBCU Report. Also, uh, shouts out to Mo Williams, the head basketball coach of the Alabama State University men's basketball program. Man, we're looking forward to Mo doing huge things down in Montgomery. Um, don't forget to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HBCU Report. When we're not here, we're there. There is sportsnewsandbrews.com, your official source for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. Coming up tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. via xsquadradio.com. I go one-on-one with the most popular basketball coach in the entire state of North Carolina, not named Dean Smith or Coach K. Lavelle Moton, the head basketball coach of the North Carolina Central University Eagles, joins the show tomorrow morning. So please make a note of it and tell a friend and tell a friend and tell a friend that the HBCU report is on Tuesday and Thursday night at 7 o'clock and Saturday mornings at 9. And also remember that tomorrow's not promised, so we've got to be the best version of ourselves every damn day. This is the HBCU report. I am Rob Calloway. Gone. It's the HBCU report with Rob Calloway.